Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. So what do you do about a violent city? I mean, I'm sure that's what the people of Chicago ask themselves, right? What do you do about the violence that's taking place in this city day in and day out, week in and week out, every weekend? comes another story of all the murders that took place, all the shootings that took place. Los Angeles, the same. New York, the same. Indianapolis, the same. As a matter of fact, if you were to take a look at all of the so-called news outlets within the city, you would find that Well, you've got different stories. Because no one can keep up with the amount of people that were injured or killed. Here's one. uh, IMPD, the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department, investigating the fourth deadly shooting since Saturday. You go over to Fox 59. More than a dozen shot, at least three stabbed during violence weekend in Indianapolis. You head on over to WIBC, WIBC WIBC.com, nine people shot, two killed in separate shootings between Sunday and Monday morning. And they're only dealing with a specific time frame. There's no difference between Chicago and Indianapolis. That's a horror show of a statement. There's no difference in the violence. No difference in the horror show. What are we at? A hundred and 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 fifty was is is it a hundred and fifty uh, uh, murders? One hundred fifty one murders in 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 the city. I, I believe that that that's where it is. We are going to well exceed what took place in twenty twenty. Um, by, uh, by a lot, we're going to well exceed it. We're going to exceed the violence of last year, and we're going to blame it on COVID? Is that what we're going to do? Last year in Indianapolis, there were 245 homicides. That's not COVID. The highest record was 179 in 2017. There were 178 in 2018, 172 in 2019. Indianapolis is a violent city, whether you like it or not. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Parlor, Instagram, Twitter, at Tony Katz. It's not COVID. It's culture. And it is a leadership that doesn't know how to deal with the problem and doesn't speak about the problem. You pick your city county councilor, whether it's Keith Potts out of the 2nd District or Leroy Robinson out of the 1st, Krista Carlino out of the 6th, Monroe Gray out of the 8th. Where are the conversations about how we end this? Maggie Lewis is talking about the violence in the city? No, she's not. 
No, she's not. Where is Maggie Lewis to decry the violence in the city? And the answer is, I don't know. But then again, where are any of the Democrats to decry the violence in the city? No, what they do is push forth a radical ideology. Go back to Councillor Carlino and Councillor Potts, who pushed for changes to the General Orders Committee, and now the civilian head of that committee has a doctorate in critical race theory. Best of luck, cops. You're screwed. No, 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 no. The council didn't defund the police. They just went about this. I didn't argue that you couldn't have civilian oversight. I made the argument that you can't have a guy who has a degree in critical race theory involved in civilian oversight because that person has poor judgment to begin with. There's a serious question about how they're going to view the job of police if they believe that everything about policing is governed through race. It's hard to be objectionable. Not objectionable, objective. There you go. The concept of someone like that being in charge is objectionable. See, there's, that's, I pulled a Biden. By the way, the audio of Biden, holy, I'll get to that. I will get, if you haven't already, I'll get to it. And then you tell me what in the world the man's saying. We have a real violence problem in Indianapolis and it's not going away. And there's nobody who's willing to address it. Joe Hogsett doesn't address it. The city county council doesn't address it. Big business doesn't address it. What big business addresses is a letter to U.S. senators saying that Indiana is the home of Hoosier hospitality. Whether we're recruiting new employers or hosting March Madness, we welcome all. That is why, as members of Indiana's business community, we urge Congress to pass the Equality Act to ensure that all Americans are treated with respect and dignity, regardless of their sexual orientation or gender identity. First, that's not what the Equality Act does, and it's obvious that none of these business leaders have read it. It's an ideological act, which actually is an infringement upon the First Amendment and free speech. But why are they writing about this and not writing to the mayor, to the governor, to the city county council about the violence in the city in which they work and hire people? Why do you want to bring all these gay people into Indianapolis if they're just going to get killed? Oh, you, you, you think that's me being rude? All I'm doing is looking at the facts and asking why the so-called business community, already the most diverse community out there, why they aren't interested in keeping the city safe. Why are they talking about the Equality Act, which is ideological, as opposed to keeping Hoosiers alive, which is practical? It's a simple question. It's a simple, basic question. From our perspective, discrimination is bad for business. Is that right? You know what else is bad for business? Dead customers. Indiana is the home of Hoosier hospitality. Welcome to Indiana. Pow, ping, poo. I don't know how to do a bullet. I don't know. I don't know how you, how you do it. Pew, pew, pew. Is that how I do it? They don't care. They don't care. You look at the people who have signed this thing. Oh, they're small businesses and big businesses. Where's the letter? They, the Indiana Chamber of Commerce and the Indy Chamber have both signed this letter. Anybody going to talk about the dead people all around Indianapolis? 
I forget. I saw it on Facebook. Uh, someone had a wedding, and everyone came back from the reception, had a great time. They step off the like the party bus, bringing them back to the hotel. Shots fired. No, no you, you, the Indy Chamber, the Indiana Chamber of Commerce has nothing to say on that subject. This is the problem. You're so desperate to be woke, you're not doing anything that's right. Would you get off it already? Gay Americans are covered by the Constitution of the United States, and they need no special protections. Neither do black Americans, neither do Hispanic Americans, neither do Jewish Americans like myself. No special protections. We're protected by the Constitution. End of list. Now, can we talk about the murders? Because we're supposed to be protected from that as well. And it's not happening. And the city's falling apart and getting more and more dangerous. Maybe, just maybe, the business community can get their head out of their ass and focus. Yes, I am not sitting here saying that it's good to discriminate against someone who's gay. I don't think that makes sense at all. I am saying if the conversations about the Equality Act or the murder rate in Indianapolis, you're going to have to rank these things and the murders come first. And you can call me any damn name you want. My shoulders can handle whatever nonsense you throw at it because I just take a flick to the side and off you go. The business community is being absolutely irrational. The Equality Act? Have you read it? The Equality Act is not about ensuring that someone who's gay can't be fired for just being gay. I would argue that an employer can actually fire somebody for any reason they choose. Just like you can hire somebody for any reason you choose. But remember, I'm a believer in actual freedom. And freedom is an ugly mother. I'm not saying it's stuff I would do. I'm not saying it's stuff you should do or anyone should do. I am saying that if you own a restaurant and you don't want to serve Jews, don't serve Jews. Just put up a sign. We don't serve Jews. You don't want to serve black people? Put up a sign. Ping! We don't serve black people. You don't want to serve Sarah Huckabee Sanders or conservatives? Remember when they kicked her, the former press secretary, they kicked her out of the restaurant there in Virginia? You don't want to serve conservatives? Boop! We don't serve conservatives. I believe in actual freedom. And freedom is ugly. But it's the best game going. Because the minute you don't believe in actual freedom, you're, you're, you're saying that there, there are ways that things have to be done. That goes against your ability to live your life the way you see fit. I'm not saying anybody should do it. I think that if you put up a sign that said, Boop, we don't serve Jews, chances are you wouldn't be in business that long. I mean, talk about a bad idea for a kosher deli. But you can do it. The Equality Act isn't having this conversation. The Equality Act is saying there are things you can't say. It's an absolute attack on free speech. It's preventing people from having conversations, whether that be about gender or, or, or sexual orientation. As if somehow you're not allowed to talk about those things. It's America, baby. You can talk about all them are things. I didn't say it was nice. I didn't say it was sweet. I said you can talk about it because you can talk about it. But you're going to talk about this wokeness and you're not going to talk about the murder rate? What value is the business uh, community of Indianapolis? I have long said the most diverse, the one that matters. And, and, now, and, now, and now what do I get? And now what do I get? 
a total lack of focus and a total lack of caring about the city. That's shameful. It's shameful and ugly. And these people who have their, their their names high on the buildings have proven that they are they are not the the leaders of of yesteryear. There's no strength here. There is weakness. There is cowardice. There is less than. I wish there wasn't. And I'm not discussing whether or not you agree with me on a host of things. We can't come together and say the murders in Indianapolis and the violence in Indianapolis has to stop. That Joe Hogsett, the mayor, doesn't have a plan. We can't say that. It's been six years, guys. Give up the ghost. Joe Hogsett doesn't have a plan. Joe Hogsett doesn't have a clue. He's bad at this. Why don't you just grow up and say so? Tony, you don't have to insult these people. I'm the one getting insulted. We're the ones getting insulted. Look at what they're focused on as opposed to the city. They'll write letters to Congress saying, pass this woke legislation. They'll write letters to the General Assembly saying, leave the police department alone. The state shouldn't take over the Indianapolis Metropolitan Police Department. Oh, they all sign that letter. They won't say publicly that Joe Hogsett can't lead this city, can't run this city, can't keep the city safe, and we need new leadership? Well, then what good are they? All woke and never right? I believe it's on purpose. They can't bring themselves to do it. Their ideology has totally corrupted their humanity. Prove me wrong. That's all I'm asking. Do the job that your job allows you to do, which is to have a voice. My job on radio is to share these conversations, but I'm fully aware that Joe Hogsett ain't listening to me. Oh, then I, I, they have somebody listening to this show 24-7. Don't you worry. There's someone listening to me every time I'm on the air so they know what might be coming. Oh, they can dismiss I'm just a radio host. <laughs> just trying to rabble rouse and get the ratings. <laughs> You're the business leaders. You're the ones who are supposed to help grow a city. So if I can't get through to the mayor, I'm going to try and get through to you. And if it means I got to embarrass you a little bit into doing it, I don't care. I need the city safe. Now, we might disagree on how to do that. Well, that's okay. My problem is we're not even to a place of agreement that we have a problem. So I need you to get there. Stop signing ridiculous letters and start working on your city. My God, how did you become CEOs? I'm Tony Katz. This guy confronting Tucker Carlson is the is the weirdest video. Tucker Carlson, Fox News, he's I guess is he fly fishing? I don't know what he's doing. He's out in Montana or wherever he is and he's fishing and he's with family and he's in a bait shop and this dude walks right up to him. Right up to him and like, "Man, I hate you." 
Where you dump the game first? Don't even get my money. I don't care, man. Just kidding. You are the worst human being. You know the man. I want you to you are the worst human being known to mankind. I mean, Tucker actually had to push him back a little bit. This guy was uh, confrontational is, is, is a kind way of saying it. Tucker's a, I have seen Tucker answer questions from people. Um, and he's very like, hey, what's your name? Where are you from? Tell me your deal. You know, I've seen him do that. I, I'm not friends with Tucker Carlson. Just I've been in the place where he's been and I've seen him do that thing. Tucker didn't back down from 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 the dude, but this guy, you know, felt the need to to say this to him. And at one moment, Tucker's like, "Dude, I'm not gonna do this. My daughter's here." I don't care, man. Okay, just kidding. You are the worst human being. You know the man. I want you to to this to the United States to everything else in this world. I don't care that your daughter's here. Would you come to people's families? Would you? When Tucker Carlson says, my daughter's here, the guy's like, I don't care that your daughter's here. What you've done to people's families, what you've done to everybody else, this guy is going to be the arbiter of decency. I don't care that your daughter's here. And, and then Tucker says, settle down, son. And the guy's like, son, don't you call me son. So this guy confronts Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson tries to defuse and walks away. And then this guy gets upset. That's precious. Precious. Um, uh, this started on social media with, with people from, I think, Occupy Democrats, one of the political left groups, saying, oh, look at this guy confronting Tucker. Make it go viral. And then people on the political right were like, yeah, make that go viral. Look at what a jerk this dude looks like. Like a total jerk. I look at this and I say to myself, this is a bad omen. I look at this video and I say to myself, this is the start of something ungood. I look at this video and remind myself, Tony, this is why you carry a firearm. Because we're not talking about some guy just being a jerk in a bait store. We're talking about the next guy who doesn't like being dismissed or not paid attention to properly and gets physical about it. No, this is an omen. That's a bad one. I'm Tony Katz. And now, for the most inconsequential headline in America today, the Durham report will probably be made public. I, if you think anything is coming out of the Durham report, I got to... I, I I gotta ask you who your who your who your supplier is, because man, this has been a conversation going on 
for two years now. Oh, any day now. We're going to get something from John Durham. John Durham was uh, the U.S. Attorney for Connecticut and then was tasked by by, uh, William Barr, the then Attorney General, to look into the origins of the Trump-Russia investigation. Oh, he's looking into it. Oh, he's, uh, any moment now, oh, the story's going to drop. Oh, it's going to be bad news. It's going to be, oh, no, no, it's going to drop this week. It was supposed to drop last week. He needs a little more time. No, wait, it's going to drop three weeks from now. All right, we'll be ready. Three weeks from Two years later. Good God. Look, I, I'm, I'm more than willing to be surprised if he's got some serious stuff in there, but I'm not. I ain't holding my breath. So it's a letter that was released from the Deputy Assistant Attorney, uh, Joe Gata, saying that the report from uh, the special counsel, John Durham, will likely uh, become public once uh, his uh, investigation is complete. It's not that I don't argue the importance of such a thing. We have long discussed the need for uh, understanding the origins how did this investigation come to be? How did the FBI base itself on, you know, a, uh, a, a debunked source? And as, as we've heard, as we know, the FBI being trusted is a, is, is, is a, is a dangerous game. It's really and truly an, an awful, horrible mistake. Trusting the, the FBI. But do I think I'm going to get anything from this Durham investigation? Nope. By the way, the Department of Justice saying, sorry, we're not going to investigate. Uh, the uh, nursing home scandals, like in New York, that, that's just pure evil. Sorry, families. Your, your, your loved ones are dead, and we just don't care why. Have a nice day. No civil investigation into Governor Cuomo's handling of the COVID cases in nursing facilities. I hope that he is sued within an, an inch of his life. You, if you're going to tell me that the FBI is going to look into things again, best of luck with that. But Andrew Cuomo's guilty. And I had said this is a guy, he, he survived killing people and sex scandals. Harassment. He survived both. You should note how unserious Democrats are about women in America and, 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 about, um, and about the rule of law. How little they care. Anything to protect their own. Anything to protect their own. That's the work of the totalitarian. Just, just putting it out there. As clear as day. But now the story I wanted to get into was the the horribleness of media cheering death. And when I say cheering death, I mean literally doing so. First, let me take you to France, where there was a bill that would require vaccine passes. You want to go to a movie theater, you want to go to a restaurant, you got to show that you've been vaccinated. And the people are like, nah. Thousands of people, tens of thousands of people those who were involved in the yellow vest movement, this had to do with gasoline taxes a little over a year ago, I think it was. They are protesting. T- 
tear gas used on protesters, water cannons. But the, the Senate is debating a bill about needing a, a, a passport, if you will, in order to get around. And they're like, no, we, we don't want any part of this. What happened to liberty? Well, remember, uh, France, you're, you're, you're France. You don't actually have a view of liberty like we have a view of liberty. You, you did. You know, I mean, there, there was a moment where you were with us. And, and there, there was Lafayette, you know, kicking ass and taking names. Raise a glass to freedom. Something they can never take away. No matter what they tell you. But you could take it away, right? If you stop doing your job, if you stop demanding these things, if you stop petitioning your government, if you're unwilling to fight, you lose the freedoms. Last to the four of us. Tomorrow there'll be more of us. Telling the story of tonight. Tell the story of tonight. So. Good for the French then. Right? They're getting all over this thing and staying on top of it. So so people don't want to be told that they have to. They, they don't want to be told they have to get a vaccine. They don't want to have to prove they got a vaccine. Now, I'm not an anti-vax guy. Get the vaccine. It clearly makes things better. The science is there that if you get COVID, your odds of living are uh, upscaled dramatically if you have the vaccine. And by the way, there have been some real misrepresentations. One of them was in the New York Post. The headline reads, Pfizer says COVID-19 vaccine lasts six months, protects against variants. People took this as, wait, the vaccine only lasts six months? Why weren't we told? No, 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 no. You read the story, and it says it lasts for at least six months after full inoculation. Just like we have seen uh, that that you have uh, the antibodies lasting at least nine months. These are things we're learning. Now, this is a different conversation than hearing Dr. Fauci say, well, you might need a booster shot. And the data that's evolving from Israel and from Pfizer indicates that it looks like there might be some diminution in protection. And when you have that, the most vulnerable people are the ones that you were talking about a moment ago, namely people who have suppressed immune system, those who are transplant patients, cancer chemotherapy, autoimmune diseases, that are on immunosuppressive regimens, those are the kind of individuals that if there's going to be a third boost, which might likely happen, will be among first the vulnerable. And the ACI... Maybe not everybody needs a booster shot. Maybe not everybody needs the booster shot. Maybe they will. I don't know. Get the vaccine or don't. It's totally up to you. I don't lose any sleep over it at all. But when we have people who are making up stories about the vaccine, this was in Alabama, uh, the story uh, a doctor writing about a patient who was about to get intubated said, give me the vaccine because COVID, look what it's done to me. And the doctor's like, I'm sorry, it's too late. And that story went 
around the globe. Some people questioning whether or not the story is legit. Someone noted that this woman, uh, this doctor, talking about the, uh, the, the, the need for the vaccine, um, she works in a hospital that has seven total vaccine, seven total patients in the ICU who have tested positive for COVID. And then, no, 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 wait, that's not right. There are seven COVID patients in the entire hospital, zero in the hospital's ICU. So therefore, who was the patient who was about to be intubated who was begging for the vaccine? And maybe, just maybe, the story never happened. Maybe they made it up. And then there is ABC 30 out of Fresno, California, which screenshotted on Twitter a man looking pretty bad. Delta's deadly spread. Unvaccinated make up 99% of deaths, 97% of hospitalizations. I think that's true. Those are the numbers. That's what I'm hearing from ER docs. This is why I think getting a vaccine is fine. You can at least you can say that this is what it helps with. What are the long terms? It's a good question. I can appreciate people saying I don't want the long terms. Most people survive this anyway, and I'll say to you, okay. How does ABC Fresno write it? A Southern California man in his 30s who openly mocked vaccines in social media posts has died after a hospitalization for COVID-19. What the hell is that? Hey, look, we got a guy who didn't trust vaccines and now he's dead. Let's make fun of him to teach other people a lesson. There have been plenty of people who have been vaccinated who also have gotten COVID and some people who have, yes, died. What's your argument? Things like this, posts like this, are evil. Disgusting. And if you want to know why people don't trust, look at what you're trying to do to people. That's a disgusting thing to do. This is a private citizen. Let's take his picture. Let's put it out there. Let's make him a, a, a poster child for all you dum-dums who didn't get vaccinated. What about all the people who got vaccinated and still got COVID? What, 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 what about them? What about the people who are they're by themselves in their own car and they're still wearing a mask? Now, look, if you want to wear a mask, you're you're more than welcome to. But we should all at least be clear about this. If you're wearing a mask while out for a jog or you're wearing a mask in your own car by yourself, there's something wrong with you. No, 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 no. You want to wear a mask in public. You want to wear a mask around certain family members. You want to wear a mask. I'm never going to stop you. But even I, who totally believes you can live your life, you're wearing a mask in your car by yourself. I drive by and go, that guy's a moron. That's not nice. All right, doesn't matter if it's nice. It's fact. I see you jogging with a mask on. Central Indiana, where right now the humidity is nine bajillion percent, and you're wearing a mask. You know what I say? That's a moron. Why does it bother you, though? It doesn't bother me. I go about my life. They can do it. You know what I say? That's a moron. I go about my business. Bothering me would be like the people who full Karen and walk up to you in a supermarket and saying, why aren't you wearing a mask? That's the difference. Noticing things, man, I notice things for a living producer, Ari. That's what I do. 
it's why it's actually why I get paid. My 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 ability not to curse on air and my noticing of things. That's 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 pretty much the one two punch there. It's weird. You're weird. Dude, it's a weird thing if you're wearing your mask in your car. The only thing I, I've ever figured out is maybe they just forgot they had it on. I've done maybe, that. You know what I mean? You, you, you get in the car, you're doing things, and you're oh, yeah, I got this thing on. And, and then that's it. But wearing a mask while you're outdoors jogging? Never mind the people who can jog in this humidity. Uh, that's... There, I, I have really subscribed. I think it's a, just a brilliant, brilliant theory. Do you know why people run? Because they run. The people who run, the people who jog, the people who do these things, they feel the compulsion to do so. They have to. They have to move. So therefore, they do this thing. They're preconditioned to do this. That, that, those, those are the facts. So that's why that's why they're runners because they have to be moving. But when I see somebody jogging, even in this humidity, I'm like, man, that's that that that's an addiction I don't own. And then when I see it in the mask, I'm like, oh, oh, that's just sad. Because it is. It's sad. You don't have to be wearing a mask outdoors jogging. You just don't. the The transmissibility in the outdoors is is oh, is it zero zero one? Was it zero one? Remember the study from Singapore, and they got the study wrong, and they they included people who were working in construction indoors as well as outdoors. And when they got rid of the indoor people, the the transmissibility was non-existent. It wasn't there. Just just data matters. The facts matter, and the fact that media is having a gleeful time exposing people dying of COVID because they didn't get a vaccine is the dirty stuff. Dirty rotten stuff i mean what what, the the what is that like to feel the need that you know we really gotta we really gotta teach these people a lesson let's mock the dead that's that's that is messed up but that's today's media all about the story am i right or am i right i'm tony katz I have no idea what he said. Nobody knows what he said. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. It's good to be with you. Joe Biden, he's uh, there. He's getting off Marine One, it certainly sounds like. And uh, he's approaching uh, the, the reporters, and they're asking about pathway to citizenship. I have no idea what he's saying. 
I think that he's being asked, does immigration need a, to be in reconciliation, right? As we've discussed, the infrastructure package where Democrats are trying to push for $3.5 trillion via a budget process called reconciliation, which requires no Republican votes at all. And they're adding all sorts of things in there. Never mind just pathway to citizenship. And he, he when he gets in front of this reporter, he says... What must be what? Now, some people are saying he was trying to understand the question, and he goes, my what needs what? My what means what? My butt's been wiped. But what it sounds like is, my butt's been wiped. 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 I... It, it, it is it is Kofifi of a next generation. It's so weird. I, I if you have an idea of what it is, let me know on Twitter at Tony Katz. <laughs> Facebook Tony Katz Radio. Go to TonyKatz.com. Get the podcast tomorrow, everyone. Take care.